relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. If you like America first, then check out our separate podcast, The Battle for 1600, with my former White House colleague, Boris Epstein. Every week, we give you the inside, in-depth analysis of what's really going on. The Battle for 1600. Subscribe today. A Democrat in the White House, a split Senate, Nancy Pelosi holding the House hostage. What do we do now? The only thing we can, fight. This is Rebuilding the Right, presented by the Salem Radio Network, hosted by Dr. Sebastian Gorka and featuring Dinesh D'Souza and Charlie Kirk. There were millions of victims of the Holocaust. Such vast figures have a way of blinding us to the humanity behind the numbers. We of today must choose how we will respond to the Holocaust. Let us tell the world that we will struggle against the darker side of human nature, that with God's help, goodness will prevail, and those who lost their lives will not be forgotten. The unmistakable voice of Ronald Reagan, a clip that we are playing today because it is Holocaust Memorial Day, and we must never forget, and we must stand by the saying, uh, never again. I'm Sebastian Gorka, and this is a brand new initiative on the Salem Radio Network. Every Wednesday, we will dedicate an hour of my show to the question of rebuilding the right and how we move forward in this, the greatest nation on God's earth. Every week, we will be talking to some of my nationally syndicated colleagues on the Salem Network, and we have the two latest. So excited to be joining us today. We have the founder, the uh, president of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, and the newest addition to our podcast lineup. I think he's America's other favorite legal immigrant. Of course, that's Dinesh D'Souza, the author of a, a library, a library of works, the last of which you have to check out right now. It's the United States of Socialism, just as you subscribe to his New Salem podcast as well, the Dinesh D'Souza show. Dinesh, um, we, we, we will build this every week and we will be proactive. We will be constructive. We will discuss the role of the former president, Donald Trump, who just yesterday made his first political endorsement in the form of Sarah Huckabee Sanders for the governorship of um, Arkansas. But let's start with a very serious issue that you have cataloged in your delineation of the connection between the fascism of the 30s and today's left, especially in uh, one of your recent works. And what we are seeing today 
is an attempt to de-person and dehumanize conservatives. A friend of mine called it the criminalization of conservatives. And I read to you today from the Department of Homeland Security, which has put out a national terrorism advisory system against what they are calling a new term, domestic violent extremists who have perceived grievances fueled by false narratives, including with regards to the inauguration. How worried are you that we are seeing the federal government turn against potentially 74 million Americans who voted for conservatism? I was talking um, uh, to a friend of mine uh, from India, and I was talking about some of the suddenly uh, widespread threats to free speech in this country. And he seemed genuinely baffled. He said, I, I thought you Americans were fighting over the Second Amendment. I, I didn't realize you're fighting over the first. So here is something that I've taken for granted in America my entire adult life. Uh, I've done it through Democratic and Republican administrations. Um, we have never seen, uh, and, and you, what's fascist about this is the coordination between the state and large private sector entities. Uh, the distinctive type of socialism that the fascists preferred was not to make the state take over everything, but the state to tell the media what to do. The state would tell the companies what to manufacture. The state would direct, and private companies would carry it out. And we see this now uh, censorship being driven not solely by the federal government, but the federal government in coordination with digital media. And similarly, the use of... Uh, targeting of American opponents. This is done, again, not just through the government. They're encouraging uh, media companies to report on people and children to turn in their parents. And my gosh, the historical parallels just jump out at you. So I can only imagine what someone like George Orwell would think if he were alive today. Indeed. Let's talk to Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA and also one of our newest uh, Salem colleagues. Charlie, share for those of our millions of listeners and viewers today how this uh, is embodied in what you're witnessing on high school campuses, college campuses. You've been seeing this for much longer than those who are waking up to the consequences of the, uh, the congressional riot or recent events. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, look, the attack on freedom of speech and um, the attack on different ideas really stems from the university. This is something Dinesh has done a lot of work on, and I've learned a lot from him on. And also from personal experience, I've seen whatever happens on college campuses does not stay on college campuses. And the best way I can describe the Joe Biden presidency one weekend is the college campuses have now taken over our federal government. Every single executive action or order that Joe Biden has signed is basically the wish list of the academic elite in our country, from the nonsensical transgender executive order to the abolishing of Keystone XL pipeline to immigration. All of it comes from these, these thinkers, for lack of a better term, these professors or the intelligentsia at these universities. And then also the corporate tyranny we are now seeing from these big tech companies and the shutdown on freedom of speech. And so that's my day-to-day -day job is to try and enlighten as many students as possible at Turning Point USA, try to go to these college campuses and make a positive difference. Uh, but now we have seen the college campus uh, issue 
grow all the way to the top levels of our government. For three weeks, Charlie, you were a member, you were a commissioner of the 1776 commission created by President Trump. How significant was it that on his first day in office, President Biden dissolved the brand new 1776 commission? Again, it does not surprise me, Dr. Gorka, uh, because any sort of narrative that challenges the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones' viewpoint, is something that they must destroy. And the work of the 1776 Commission basically said, our country was not founded on slavery, but founded on freedom. For example, uh, in the report, it talks about how Thomas Jefferson, in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, actually had an entire paragraph condemning slavery and blaming King George for slavery. So the philosophical uh, direction of the founding fathers was they were grappling and wrestling with the great sin of slavery, not necessarily defending it at all costs, not making morally contorted arguments in defense of it. Instead, it's a lot more nuanced than that. Also, in the United States Constitution, there was and still is, if you go read the the Constitution, which I encourage every American to do, a 20-year ban that Thomas Jefferson signed right at the beginning of his presidency, the third American president, saying no new slaves are allowed to be brought into the United States. And so the question should not be why did slavery exist? The question is, should instead be how did we get rid of it and why and who made the massive great leap forward to make that possible? And that was, of course, thanks to the founding fathers. Joe Biden wants none of what I just talked about, those two little tidbits of history to be discussed, taught or communicated to students across the country only. A history that says that we were actually founded in 1619. Everyone who's ever been here has been racist and should apologize for it. That's the agenda of the Biden administration, and we know where that leads. This is a brand new initiative on Salem Radio with my colleagues. It's called Rebuilding the Right every Wednesday at this time for an hour. We are talking right now to Charlie Kirk, founder and president of Turning Point USA, and Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, um, are we... Some some are saying that the answer is we just got to go off and do our own little thing. Are we in a danger of creating conservative ghettos of conservative thought? How important is it to stay in the arena? I think it's critical that we uh, sort of do both. Um, if you start with digital media, to the degree that we are dependent on people's platforms. They always have a sword of Damocles hanging over our heads. Uh, At any time, uh, for any reason or no reason at all, uh, they can unleash the sword and we are finished. So if we spend years building these platforms, um, they can turn into sand uh, overnight. Uh, Therefore, it's essential that we create alternative platforms that are not beholden to these guys. Now, I'm not suggesting that you get off Twitter, but I'm waiting to see Parler come back so that we have an alternative. We need alternatives to Facebook. Uh, And I would also say that, you know, to the degree that we can't reasonably expect to retake our universities, we're not going to reasonably overtake Hollywood. We've got to create independent ways to make our own movies. We've got to figure out ways of delivering high quality educational services uh, at a low cost using taking advantage of modern technology. So there's a lot of room for creative entrepreneurship. Um, a lot of these old models are obsolete and we can do better. It's not an either or. It is, of course, both. Follow these gentlemen, Dinesh D'Souza on Twitter, Charlie Kirk 11. We will be back here, rebuilding the right on America First on the Salem Radio Network.
Despair is un-American. It's time to rebuild the right. Here is your host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. They stole my phrase and built it into a liner. Nice job, guys. It's what I respond to people when they say, I've given up. I've given up on America. I've given up on conservatives. My response is despair is un-American. Let's listen to somebody who's not a conservative, but has a reputation for calling it as she sees it. This is Tulsi Gabbard, Video Cut 6, Play Cuts. The John Brennans, Adam Schiff's, and the oligarchs in big tech who are trying to undermine our constitutionally protected rights and turn our country into a police state with KGB-style surveillance are also domestic enemies and much more powerful and therefore dangerous than the mob that stormed the Capitol. Wow, Tulsi Gabbard saying that John Brennan and Adam Schiff are trying to create a KGB state. They're domestic terrorists, much more dangerous than the people who stormed the Congress. Let's ask our colleagues here. Dinesh D'Souza, author of The United States of Socialism, and now our newest podcaster on the Salem Network. Is she overstating the case? Is that hyperbole, Dinesh? It's, um, you know, we're not we're not in the Soviet state uh, yet by any means. Uh, We certainly don't have Stalinist torture. We don't have massive gulags stretching across uh, multiple time zones. But I think Tulsi Gabbard is sounding a warning uh, because all these things began in a smaller scale. Even if you look, for example, at early Nazism in the 30s, uh, something like the Nuremberg uh, laws were called a dress rehearsal for the Holocaust. And Nuremberg laws basically just said, look, Jews are going to be second class citizens. They they can't intermarry uh, with other Germans. Uh, they we got to live in they got to live in the ghettos. Uh, their rights are restricted. And then that led step by step to other far more horrific and systematic externals. So all of this can happen and happen, as we saw in Germany, quite fast. I've actually been surprised to see that I'm living in a different United States than we had even five or ten years ago. And again, I'm talking about a different under both Democrats and Republicans. So we are clearly in a little bit of a new phase. And for us to be alert to historical examples uh, from other countries, I think, is very valid. Charlie Kirk, president of Turning Point USA, um, if we're the frog in the pot of hot water... What temperature are we at right now? How worried are you? Well, so I think to use that analogy, the one thing the left did wrong, and I don't think it was intentional in the last couple of weeks, is they turned up the water immediately, which gave us a chance to jump out. So the gradual gaslighting, they're going to boil us to death before we realize it tactic, I don't think actually is able to be used. So when I'm speaking to conservatives, I gave four speeches uh, last weekend at a church, a couple churches, my conversations and my engagement with the audience is not persuading them to the threat that we're up against. Instead, it's trying to it's trying to tell them how to handle it. Right. So I no longer have to persuade them. Look at the problems in front of us. They're like, yeah, we got that point. Now, what do we do about it? And whereas before, sometimes like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, it's not a clear and present danger against the republic. And so I think that's actually going to benefit us, Dr. Gorka. I think, to use your analogy of the frog in the uh, pot that is boiling, I think the temperature is almost all the way up, and especially when it came to the social media aspect of it. And it gave us an opportunity 
as conservatives to hopefully act quicker where the gradual slow march of the institutions might have crushed us. Let's talk about that social media. So uh, yesterday we were suspended. Our show America First was suspended on YouTube. Why? Because they went back two weeks, found an interview with a new congresswoman called Marjorie Green, And because she said this, this is what YouTube told us, because she said this on a live radio show, we had to be suspended for seven days. Play audio. You know, for me, it's not about it's not about what my colleagues in Congress have to say. It's about the American people. It's about 75 million Trump voters that uh, the majority of them know the election was stolen. Is that the world we have to live in, Charlie, that if you say the election was fraudulent, that you're just going to be unpersoned? What's your experience? Yeah, I mean, look, this is the new normal we're living in. And, you know, Dr. Gorka, you and I have interfaced on this topic a lot. And I know that government regulation is not our default choice uh, to be able to deal with these sorts of issues. But my goodness, how is Google not acting like a government, a tyrannical government with this sort of power where they can just kind of make you disappear if you say something that they do not like? Uh, what, what was said by the congresswoman right there uh, is neither anything that the left can say is patently untrue. It, it's, it's impossible for them to disprove that, right? And so what she was saying is that people believe it. Yes. If you actually listen to that, she was actually saying, you do know most of the people believe this to be true. She wasn't saying it was true, if I heard that clip correctly. It, it is and exactly, so, you're exactly yeah. right, Dinesh. When you are trying to police statements about what people believe, we truly are in an Orwellian scenario, are we not? Yeah, I'm almost more angry about the fact that we can't talk about it and you can't even bring it up than about the fraud itself or whether there was fraud itself. That's a whole separate issue. But silencing a whole half of the country from even being able to publicly articulate, this is really uh, beyond the beyond. Now, just to get an idea of how crazy this is, imagine if, you know, a decade ago, the phone company, say AT&T, had decided, you know what, we don't like all this hate speech that's going on all over the phone lines, so we're going to be sort of monitoring it. And if you thing over the phone, we're going to start restricting your reach, limiting you to two phone calls a week, maybe even cutting off your service altogether, even though you paid your bill. I mean, there would be such an uprising. People would shut down AT&T overnight. Yet that is exactly what is happening with these digital media companies that occupy exactly the same kind of public space. And again, it's no answer to say they're private companies, because if they're private companies, essentially the public means of communication, of engaging in democratic discourse is now in the hands of a handful of digital moguls whom nobody elected. So your, your argument is that this is a public utility function from these companies? Well, my argument is that, is that whether or not they are private, they are exercising public control. It's almost like saying that, yes, you have a free speech right to speak, uh, but we're not going to give you the levers that allow you to do that. Imagine if someone were to say to you, you know, Seb, you have the right vote, but you can't leave your home. Uh, well, your right to vote is essentially canceled. Or you have the right to go to church, but there's a lockdown in, in place, so you can't actually step out and go to a church. You can worship at home, but if you believe that religious freedom allows you to worship communally, sorry, that's not going to be open. You have the right to assemble, but you can't use the public road. So when you cut off from people the means to exercise their rights, you cut off the rights themselves. What a fabulous 
fabulous arc- argument. That's that analogy. Well, that's why he's Dinesh D'Souza. You'll say to people, well, you have the right to uh, celebrate uh, your religious belief, but uh, you're not allowed to leave your home. The equivalent, you have a First Amendment right, but you don't have access to the largest social media platforms. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is our new special every Wednesday on the Salem Radio Network, Rebuilding the Right This Week with my colleagues Dinesh D'Souza and Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. That's tpusa.com. Support them and also check out Dinesh's latest work, The United States of Socialism and the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. We'll be back after these messages. This year marks 20 years since America's darkest day, September the 11th, 2001. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's frontline heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. Our nation's heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me, need your help. Join Tunnel to Towers on their mission to do good and help these heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number 2, and the letter T.org. That's T2T.org. Thank you. They might have the White House, but we have the radio waves. This is Rebuilding the Right on the Salem Radio Network. Every week, every Wednesday, the middle hour of our show, America First, we're going to dedicate to rebuilding the right with my national colleagues here on the Salem Radio Network. Uh, Right now, we have Dinesh D'Souza with us, author, most recently, amongst many other, of the United States of Socialism, and also our brand new Salem podcast, The Dinesh D'Souza Show. Uh, Dinesh, we've been using this uh, imagery, this analogy of the, the frog in the pot of water not knowing that it's being boiled because they they increase the temperature so slowly. But in the last six days, they've ratcheted on the afterburners. They've overstepped the mark. Beyond that, is there also some hope to be found in the internal... Is is there such a word as illogicality? The the internal contradictions of their actions. Let me just talk about two EOs, and I'll, I'll ask you to respond. One executive order on transgenderism, saying that it has to be mandated across the planet, across the U- U.S., and that boys strapping large young men can now compete as, quote-unquote, women and just destroy the careers of, of college or high school athletes. Secondly, the Excel pipeline, shutting down that pipeline that's, in the name of the environment, has canceled at least 11,000 jobs in America. Yesterday, we heard 37,000 jobs in Canada. 
the backlash to those actions from concerned parents and from the unions or our political partners in Canada, could that create vulnerabilities for the extreme left, the radicalized Democrats that they're not prepared for and that we should leverage? Well, I think that there is a reason that they decided to abandon the slow cooking frog approach, which was, quite frankly, kind of the Obama approach. Yes. Remember that Obama was an ideological leftist, but he always sounded like kind of a centrist. His, his view was always like, well, you know, I'm trying to arbitrate between the two sides and come up with something reasonable. You know, that was that was the Obama kind of shtick. Now, we saw through it, but that that was the positioning. Now, I think what happened is that with this capital incursion, the left suddenly got an opportunity, and it's, the, uh, and it's the opportunity that they are habitually violent, and they know that, and they make apologias for violence, and they tell us how wonderful it is when there are these marvelous displays of arson and force, but we're not violent. We rarely do this kind of stuff, and even in the capital case, you've got a bunch of people sort of wandering almost comically, almost theatrically, smiling and taking selfies with Nancy Pelosi's desk, and so these guys suddenly realize, you know what? What if we portray these guys as domestic insurgents, as ice terrorists, as Confederate rebels who have, fought, who have fired on Fort Sumter? So suddenly, with sort of brazen dishonesty, they've seized the opportunity to demonize half the country. Now, it's laughable. It's it's an opportunity, and they go for it. I mean, you have to sort of almost admire the chutzpah with which the left makes so much out of so little. Um, now, turning to these executive orders... You know, it's so tragic. I just saw a union that endorsed Biden bitterly complaining about the loss of union jobs. Uh, before the election, they were talking about, oh, Biden's one of us. You know, he's come up the hard way. The working man can rely on Biden. And now suddenly, oh, we're very disappointed. We're shocked. We can't believe we're losing our jobs. Well, you know what? You get what you voted for. You pushed for this guy. You got him in there. Now you're paying the price. Good luck, buddy. It's really hard for me to feel all that sorry for you. Does that mean that the potential constituency of people who love this country, who think the 1776 project is a good thing, could suddenly expand, Dinesh, if we're smart? Yes. I mean, my wife, Debbie, makes this point, having lived through the trauma of Venezuela. Her point is that people have to see what the left's policies lead to. So we have to brace ourselves. You know, we told the American people, look, it's going to be bad if we lose. It's going to be bad for America. The country is at stake. We can't now turn around and say, listen, guys, we were exaggerating. We were kidding. The country is going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. The truth of it is the termites are inside the house uh, and they're going to do a lot of damage. And we can expect that. And we should we warned about it. And now it's going to happen. So there's going to be some suffering and some pain. And you hope that Americans will look around and go, gee, this is not really what I want. This is not the America I want to live in. This kind of chill wind is not the country that the founders set up. This is not what we mean by freedom. And then they will throw the bums out as they should. <laughs> throw the bums out, a classic phrase. Yes, indeed. People should listen more to individuals like your lovely wife who know what happens in countries like Venezuela. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Rebuilding the Right on the Salem Radio Network with our good friend Dinesh D'Souza back in a moment. But first... Are you the healthiest you you can be? I did it early today. After breakfast, I took my balance of nature created by Dr. Douglas Howard. 
It's just six little capsules, three red for fruit, three green for vegetables that provide me with 10 servings of 31 different fruits and vegetables, including the things your mom always wanted you to eat. But be honest, did you always get around to it? I call it health in your hand. It gives you the best of everything you should be eating for just six little capsules a day. And now Doc, Dr. Howard is going to give you 35% off and free shipping if you use my name on your first preferred order. Go today to balanceofnature.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. You will not regret it. You can call them on 800 Four six eight seven five one, and if you become a Balance of Nature customer, the other amazing perk you get free access at the end of the phone line to a health coach. Do it now; it is the smart thing to do. Eight hundred two four six eight seven five one. Balanceofnature dot com promo code Gorka. Democrat will honestly ask whether Bernie Sanders incited the shooter that nearly killed Steve Scalise and volunteer coach. The shooter nearly pulled off a massacre. I was there because he fervently believed the false and inflammatory rhetoric spewed by Bernie and other Democrats, such as the Republican health care plan for the uninsured is that you die. As this avowed Bernie Supporters shot Steve Scalise, nearly killing him, and shot one of our coaches and two or three of our staff. He screamed, this is for health care. Ask me or anyone if that's incitement. That man's name was James Hodgkinson, who tried to murder Rand Paul, Steve Scalise, and everybody on that baseball diamond. That was Senator Paul reacting to the attempt to try in the Senate Donald Trump after he left office. Uh, we are back with Dinesh D'Souza. This is a rebuilding the right. Dinesh, you mentioned this maybe 20 minutes ago, but let's reiterate. Let's be clear about it. Of the two political parties in America today, one of them has normalized violence in the last four years, and it isn't the GOP, is it? That's absolutely true. Um, even if you look at Trump's speech, uh, speech, we got to rise up, we got to fight. This is political standard rhetoric. This is not incitement. Now, I, I hear that the House managers are trying to use the reaction of people to the speech to sort of almost imply what was in the speech. But let's say I were to give a speech and I were to say, you don't have enough money, you need to get more, you need to build up your wealth, and someone goes out and robs a bank. Now, I didn't incite them. I didn't tell them to rob a bank. They might have interpreted my words that way, but that's not a normal interpretation of what I said. So the bottom line of it is there's been no incitement from Trump, and then you compare that to, you know, Kamala Harris, where she's talking about the rioters, and she basically goes, you know what? They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're going to continue after the election. And what she means is they're going to continue looting and burning and terrorizing people. And she goes, and they shouldn't stop. And that's incitement right there if you're looking for it. 
Indeed. He is the author of The United States of Socialism and also the producer, the director of Trump Card, and the newest member of our podcast team here at Salem. Follow him at Dinesh D'Souza on Twitter. Dinesh, I'm curious, you know, uh, predictions are a mugs game because nobody's ever kept to their predictions. But if this trial, and it's not a trial, it's really a, a political farce, it's a show trial, if it actually starts on February the 8th, if uh, Senator Paul is uh, uh, unsuccessful in making the case it is unconstitutional, could this assist in America finding its way back? Will there be people who perhaps are otherwise apolitical who will look at this attempted martyrdom of the last president and say, this is just wrong, this shouldn't happen in America? Uh, today on my podcast, I offered ideas, if you will, for turning the tables on this Senate trial. The first one is to put voter fraud on trial. Yes. Because why did those people come to Washington? To, they, uh, they had concerns about voter fraud. And I would say that their biggest concern was that their concerns had never been aired. They had never been adjudicated. The Supreme Court gave them the back of their hand. And so here we have a Senate trial. We have a venue. We have a courtroom. All right, let's put on some evidence. The other thing that I think the Trump team needs to do is to bring out the violence of the other side. Put it on exhibition, say, all right, if we want to talk about incitement, let's look at what real incitement is. Let's compare what you guys have been doing. You very people who are trying to try me, uh, let's see what you said, and then let's compare with what I said. You, you are making a very sound logical argument, but is that what matters in today's political environment we seem to be uh, and you you've cataloged this in in all your works but let's talk about it here on on this show rebuilding the right that that we live conservatives live in a world of the world as it is based upon things that are objectively true such as if you have a certain chromosome count you're male if you don't you're female we live in the real world now we have a left that says, well, that doesn't matter. I can just choose today that my name is Francine, not Frank. And as a result, it's emotion-based. Therefore, the two sides of, of that trial will not just be talking past each other. They'll be on completely different frequencies. Do we not have to appeal to that emotional argument just as much as we do to, hey, uh, the, the riot started 40 minutes before the president stopped even talking. No, I, I agree completely. I think that we need to get better at theater the way the left is good at theater. They're going to put on a show and we need to put on a show of our own. So if you've been listening to these Republicans, they say things like, let's not do this in the name of healing or we are, we are all so busy around here that we just don't have time for this. Now, all of this is, I think, very, in a weird way, damaging because it almost implies like Trump is guilty. Trump did it, but you know what? We kind of have run out of time. Or Trump did it, but kind of in the name of coming together. So this is not the kind of advocates you want, you know? It's almost as if um, Jesus Christ is up and on trial with Pontius Pilate. 
advocates say things like, well, you know, he's guilty, but we need to we need to heal things with the Jews. Uh, we don't want to set a bad precedent because if we put this guy up on a tree, we're going to have to put everybody else up on a tree. You know, th this is not effective defense. An effective defense is essentially my guy didn't do it. And you guys are the real criminals. And you're trying to frame him for stuff that you not only planned, not only organized, not only did but cheered after it was over. You were kind of like bin Laden after 9-11, you know, laughing with the other sheikhs and saying, yeah, you know, we did it, man, we did it. There's nothing like this with Trump. He didn't plan it. He didn't incite it. He didn't celebrate afterward. So when you look at the excitement, it's the left that is guilty and not Trump. Um, that, that is the way it's done. We have the truth, but we also have to have the production values. And I nominate Dinesh D'Souza, given how he takes the truth of his books and turns them into fabulous movies, including Trump Card. How was that for a transition I made on the hop? I think that's a pretty good one. I'm getting good at this radio thing. It's Trump Card. You can get it at DineshD'Souza.com. He's our newest faculty member in our podcast stable here on the Salem Radio Network. This is our newest product every Wednesday. It is Rebuilding the Right with our national colleagues here. And I'm so delighted to have Dinesh with us. This is Rebuilding the Right with me, Sebastian Gorka, coming to you from the Relief Factor dot com studios relief factor if you dear friend are in daily pain and have found relief nowhere else you must try this 100 percent drug-free product just listen to yvonne from california both my husband and i are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found relief factor we tried so many other solutions but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like relief factor pain-free that could be you. Find out if Relief Factor is the answer to your daily pain by ordering the three-week quick starter pack by calling 800-500-8384 or go to relieffactor.com. It costs nineteen ninety-five, which translates to less than a dollar a day. What can you get for less than a dollar a day? I tell you what, potential liberation from your pain. relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. stop until every one of us is silenced we won't let that happen this is rebuilding the right on the salem radio network i'm surrounded by filmmakers live now rebuilding the right with dinesh d'souza but also our other colleague dennis prager has his new movie no safe spaces co-starring never thought of dennis as a star co-starring Adam Carolla. You can watch it now with us. You can order it at SalemNow.com. Use promo code G-O-R-K-A. That's No Safe Space. is the story of political correctness in America and how it's a threat to your freedom at SalemNow.com. Dinesh, I have one question to close off. First, our maiden voyage of rebuilding the right to you. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of... What's the phrase they use for, uh, for pensions? I'm heavily vested. I'm heavily vested in this country. That's why I say when people are giving up on America, are sending me messages, emails, DMs, I say it is un-American to despair and to give up. 
What is your message? Likewise, as a legal immigrant to the greatest nation on God's earth, what do you say to those Americans, many who are born here, who said, I've had enough, I'm giving up? You know, my wife, Debbie, and I often uh, ask the question, if America down, if, if this becomes the Titanic, then where do we go? Well, just today I was reading that there's a Finnish astrophysicist who says that human beings in about 15 years can establish a colony uh, in an asteroid belt that's only 325 million light years away. Uh, now, this is a Finnish guy, and, a, and I think drugs are legal in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have to take it with a grain of salt. But the truth of it is, I mean, I'm with you on this. We've are, you know, you and I and Debbie, we've made our move. We've come to this country. So frankly, if the ship goes down, we're going to go down with it. But we're not going to let it go down. Um, and we have enough, I think, faith in the good sense of the American people. The American people can be flummoxed. They can be fooled. But I think JFK was right that you can't fool all the people all the time. Um, and ultimately, people will look at results. And if the Democrats' policies are as bad as we say, we're going to see the bad effects of them. Uh, and people are going to be accountable. So ultimately, their accountability comes partly from us, but it also comes partly from the effect of their policies themselves. Fabulous message. I knew you had an answer along with your wonderful wife, Debbie. He's our newest podcaster here on Salem Radio, the Dinesh D'Souza Show. Also the author of a whole slew, a library of fabulous books, producer, director of the films that go with them. Most recently, The United States of Socialism. You must read it. And also Trump Card, the movie. God bless, Dinesh. Keep doing what you do. Follow this man at Dinesh D. Souza. That's D-S-O-U-Z-A. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to the first episode of Rebuilding the Right here on America First on the Salem Radio Network. Next up, your West Coast warrior princess, your favorite from KRLA, Jennifer Horn, live with us. And then Breitbart's Alan Bukhari. Don't you dare. Touch that dial.